Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You are here with your hosts, Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. And we are back for episode six. six. Yeah, well done, I can count. Um, I think we're just going to start this off actually by saying like, thank you very much for all the feedback so far on the podcast. I don't think any of us, well, any of us, there's only two of us, either of us realised... Um, I guess, how much you would all enjoy it. So I guess it's kept us motivated for the future. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised, you know. Um, so, yeah, we went in very much just doing it off, off of a whim, I guess, and mm. just hoping that you guys would enjoy it and would enjoy the conversation. But the feedback has been really, really good so far. So thank you if yeah. you are listening right now. Yeah, we um, appreciate we you very much listening. Appreciate and um, if you do enjoy it, then uh, share, follow, like, subscribe. Okay, Mark, for God's sake. Like, what is this? A sponsor? no we're not sponsored yet anyone wants to sponsor us um anyway we're going to talk today about supplements and all the vibe that comes with it i'm sure we'll be debunking like what people like to use debunk Mm. um no bs no bs you know what so many of your contact us and like we love your no bs approach and it's just like Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like you don't even necessarily realise you like you're yeah, doing go it. Go out like, of your way to be non-BS. Non. Well, yeah. Well, I guess majority of the intra- industry is a lot of bullshit yeah. anyway. Let's and a lot of the the bullshit around the industry does revolve around supplementation. Yeah. So I think today we're we're going to talk about legit supplements, stuff that actually can really help you, and then also things that unfortunately don't really help you but are sold Mm. to you that they can help you and I think this is a massive problem because I guess for years and years and years and years and years we've been sold that like things are can be sort of a miracle with supplements and it's just not the case so I think first off I think we should talk about the supplements that well, first off, I think before you supplement with anything, you need to be addressing your mm. lifestyle habits overall. Yeah. Uh, supplementation comes down to hierarchy, doesn't it? Yeah. And um, if you th- imagine all of your self-care habits and your, your life in general, it kind of represents a pyramid with the most important habits and the most influencing habits going at the bottom, forming your foundation that you build the rest of your uh structure on top of yeah um so if you've actually ever coached us going off about off of this um if you've coached with us if you've ever used any of our sort of like free resources or anything we we do always put down like a pyramid yeah. and we always say number one is adherence yeah adherence and consistency and, and then, then you travel your whole way up to the top of the pyramid which is supplementation so what does that mean that basically means that Without certain lifestyle habits and progressive self-care habits being adjusted and adhered to on a consistent basis, the chance of you seeing massive benefits from supplementation of any kind would be greatly diminished. Yeah, so like, you know, it's one of these things where you know vitamins and all of these things like have been sold to us that if you take this and this that Mm. you'll suddenly get either perfect skin or you'll feel better or your metabolic rate will just increase rapidly or you know you'll have more energy and actually like realistically when you knock back one omega-3 supplement Mm. unfortunately your your joints are not going to suddenly be lubricated and your brain's functioning at like you know you have to be doing things on a consistent basis alongside 
you know, addressing your overall lifestyle. Supplementation to a certain degree can almost be seen, like, and we've said this before, like a bandage over a bullet wound. Yeah, like it's like, you know, you've just been shot. Not that I would, would like you to be shot. That's a bit aggressive. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We're talking about supplements. If you've been shot, no. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's like a putting a plaster over a bullet wound. There's no point taking all these things if you're not addressing the things mm. that also go alongside it. Like the biggest one probably being sleep, nutrition, yeah. movement, you know, all of these things that actually make you feel better than the supplements themselves. Exactly. And I think a, a supplement also comes down to the placebo effect that it does. Yeah, like, which, is, which has been scientifically proven to sometimes be stronger than the actual benefits from supplements. Yeah, and so many clinical trials are taken these days where, I mean, both medically and lifestyle orientated, where, you mm. know, the placebo effect has got a very strong power over people and sometimes it's your mind that's telling you that you're making change or progress or yeah and and we we as an industry have to put our hands up not us and personally but as a industry as a whole because we use clever marketing words and cherry picking studies and things like that to really hone in on people's um, like vulnerabilities vulnerabilities to to make people then have that uh, I think it also runs irrational per- the- not irrational but like that instinctive yeah, but, purchase but or fl- uh, why does an instant purchase happen is because there's something triggering your brain that you're going to get what you see do you know what I mean mm. and you're going to achieve what somebody else has achieved yeah, or you're gonna maybe do all you're going to look like that person or maybe you're going to I don't even think it comes down to that we've always been sold an instant result so like yeah. if you've bought a bottle of I mean back in the day like maybe they're still going now but like raspberry kit <laughs> Raspberry ketones, those ones from Bloody Holland and Barrett, that place is ridden I with mean, fucking. Yeah, I mean, it goes as back as hydroxycut with uh, muscle tech. Apple cider vinegar tablets, yes, all of these um, things that were like, you're not going to be bloated. Well, if you do take apple cider vinegar, and there's so many people selling it like as your answer to balance your glucose levels or to do yeah, all of these something nonsense shit, you're just going to end digestion. up with heartburn. Nothing else fucking happens when you knock back a shot of vinegar. Like, yeah. there is limited... There's a lot of things that people p- pick up on. So the things that you generally see within the supplement industry will be things like bloating, uh, mm. digestion. Uh, then you see words like increased fat loss um, and all these other marketing jibes and words and catchy phrases that really sound attractive but all have a caveat which is need to be in, used in conjunction with a healthy diet yeah, and some form of exercise. Yeah, it's always a healthy diet. Yeah. Like, there was always this thing, and I'm sure many women who are listening to this will remember this because this was directly targeted at women, which, are, look, there's a there's a huge amount of supplements that are pumped towards men in the mm. sense of, like, getting shredded. Yeah, testosterone Better libido boosters. and fucking all of this yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But with the female industry, it's a lot about weight loss, you know. And I, I'll never forget, and I did it back in the day, taking Adios pills. And there was a specific advert for this, and it was on the TV, and it was on national TV, and it used to be some woman, like, shaking her head 
hips and shaking the bottle and it was like adios to the fat and I remember all I did when I took that is I had the fucking shits do you know what I mean I'm not gonna yeah. lie I was literally genuinely shitting myself left right and center and thinking oh this is great yeah probably just a laxative packaged up in yeah and it's so bad for you because if your body can't take that stuff you know some of the supplements that have been around have been known to kill people like it's not it's not light-hearted that this yeah in conjunction with other other well no there's been many if we're talking on stuff like fat burners and stuff like that intake you know huge intake some of those ones are really i would call black market yeah they're not like they have been fat burners or pre-workouts that professional athletes have taken and failed drug tests yeah and also the stuff like we're not going to name brands on here barring i just called adios but i don't think they're around now if they Mm. are then throw them in adios just fuck off yeah literally but like i think you know there are a lot of things where there have been very very well-known pyramid schemes shall we call who also Mm. have pumped every single person onto a scheme of some kind of supplementation that is for weight loss which has built up in their system over a period of time and it's had horrible horrible effects on them long term you know there's Mm. a huge amount of studies being undertaken in this current day and age like showing that unfortunately you've just got to remember with a lot of these supplement companies like a lot of them do very, yeah, very, very well. A lot and of them do lawyer up as well. Hugely they so. Are you mentioned their names. This is why we're not. You very get sued. large <laughs> brands that have been linked to liver toxicity. Yeah, so and, yeah, I mean, that's what I was kind of in my head referring yeah, to. Yeah, so it's, it's one of these things where at face value, you need to be very cautious um, and cognizant of the fact that People are, are generally trying to take advantage of you. Yeah, and I think even, going off, we're going off on even our when industry. You, even when you create a supplement, people will also generally want to maximize economies of scale and cut corners when it comes to sweeteners and fillers and all these other, you know, maybe changing the quality of, of, of the macronutrients and other aspects to yeah to make it more affordable to to make it more affordable or financial for their own benefit yeah so like you know just how if you go into the supermarket now like if, if you live in the UK I can't really speak for anywhere else currently but I know worldwide there is an issue with cost of living but if you were to go into the supermarket now you know you would be paying like a premium but you'd mm. be probably be getting half the amount that you used to be able yeah. to get and it's the same thing with supplements when people do well and I'll never forget when we we used a UK-based protein for a very long period of time. It was stocked in a lot of the well-known studios around London. And then they changed all their ingredients. And it went from tasting really fucking good mm. to absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and they the lost only, a huge percentage of people from yeah, that. Yeah, one of the only whey yeah. protein shakes that actually tasted half decent. And then they changed it because it was more cost-effective. They made more of a profit yeah. by changing it. Well, obviously, you're going to lose people with that. But anyway, I think... Because at the end should... of the day, it, is, it, is, it does come down to the bottom dollar yeah the, the thing is though like understand this, that as well. just like you know we're not going to get into the <laughs> the conspiracy theories behind all this but just like you know pharma companies and all of this like you know all of our jobs are to technically help people but yet there's probably 95 percent of people that don't want to help people and they just want to make a profit and this is something mm. you've always got to understand like if somebody is consistently selling you a supplement 
there's something not really adding up here because a supplement doesn't change your life. There's a number of different, you know, it's an easy way to make money. And that's what our industry has really been built on you know, in the past. honing on a discount code and then that gives you you know if you're selling <laughs> hundreds of thousands of yeah. bottles of uh, bcaas and you're getting 10 quid a bottle well i think going from that let's get into sort of our industry like common supplements mm. that are sold to you that don't have Any or let, let's explain to you like what they are and then like why they're utilized mm. in certain ways and why people still sell them even though they know themselves the ones that are selling them that they don't work yeah. you know when you see that that person in the gym or you might see somebody on you know social media that's got you know looks like a bit of fruit squash and some water and you think oh i need that yeah you don't but let's go on to that because yeah. bca is one of the biggest things that we get asked about and it really time, yeah. pisses me off that some of the leaders i'm putting that in brackets leaders unfortunately they're leaders but i don't feel like they should be leaders because yeah, they're not a, leading a, the right pathway just to like because you just because you're instagram famous and you've got the blue tick and the hundreds of thousands if not millions of followers doesn't necessarily mean you're the leader of a certain industry yeah and i you're mean just like the most popular you're just the most popular because you look nice or yeah. you might have nice things that nobody else has and so, you can show it off and i think going on to that bcaas yeah. are so uh, we Let's see, it, we see it very, it, com- very common, common to see people pushing branch chain amino acids, which is basically a combination of essential and non-essential amino acids used to supposedly A, give you energy in inverted commas, and B, stop you from going catabolic or breaking muscle down quicker than you can build muscle. But obviously with time moving on and and the popularity of these supplements coming to light we've not we personally but the industry have undergone scientific studies to validate whether or not these supplements are worthwhile or not and it is resounding no questions asked that branch chain amino acids are not necessary and can actually be counterproductive for mental health for mental health and your body composition there are studies actually showing that people taking branch chain amino acids had a regression in their body composition but obviously these studies are open for interpretation and not every study is 100% accurate but this is also can I just point out when it comes to studies and stuff like that there are especially with supplements as we mentioned just before earlier there's a lot of bias towards like whether something works or doesn't work and the thing with um studies is that you always got to look at it from the overview like a lot of studies are you know are taken with minimal amounts of people these people might be all of a set weight they might be all of the same lifestyle they are a very select they could be the same ethnicity they could be the same gender they could you know there's a lot of caveats going to to be you know you've always got to look at it is this most of studies are taken on very small groups of people and this is the problem because then you can obviously argue then you've also got to think about who's funding the studies but anyway we we're digressing a little bit um so So i think bcaas obviously a lot of it came down to okay they don't they don't have benefit okay to your day-to-day basis only if you're consuming enough 
protein on a day-to-day basis but there is a little bit of benefit for vegans and vegetarians that may or may not be able to get the wider spectrum of branch chain amino acids into their diet but then again in my opinion i wouldn't be jumping to a bcaa if i was a vegan or vegetarian because i just don't believe that you need to have yeah and like a, a caveat that we want everybody to kind of take away is like if you can achieve supplementation from whole food sources then that would be your optimal goal like vitamin c or vitamin d or you know certain certain vitamins and minerals if you can and for example protein uh, um, as a larger macronutrient if you can get those in from whole food food sources then that is the ideal goal uh, over aiming for just supplementation yeah like if you as we say like you know if you're not if you're not ticking all the boxes on the other side you know there is no point in knocking back a pill Mm. or a powder and and hoping for best the only one i will say that probably out of all these supplements will see benefit if you knock it back in the sense of hitting targets Mm. is something like a protein powder again can be made with a load of shit ingredients but yeah. on and average protein powders are a very useful and convenient mm. way but as we've said a lot of protein powders taste like dog shit mm. so you know there are ways like you know we've always we've we've said this on our social media a couple of times we prefer if we're going to have a protein thing to have like a protein milk or something that's like a yeah. kind of like a chocolate milk kind yeah. of like a milkshake just kind not a like powder a, yeah, yeah. um but you know so bcaa is obviously like that's probably the top one we see them being sold 24 7 online yeah. and it really is one of the supplements I just think it really it it almost triggers me that we're <laughs> at the point now where it the, the science is resounding so clear it's as, so clear. as simple as the sun rises and sets each day it's it's pretty it's pretty drawn and laid out that it is not beneficial if yeah. you're hitting your protein targets so then my question is why are you selling them in the first place well, I think people sell things because they know that they either have a very large market. And unfortunately, we have a very fun... We, we literally are... I, I, I've always been in this industry the same as you, where we're here to like actually just do our job. And I think like doing your job sometimes doesn't bring you all of the benefits that not doing a job and selling a load of shit can do. Like, fuck, I could really I make some there's shit a lot of like friction in There's a lot of shit. friction in doing it properly in the sense of like... When I because when I became like when I had grew a, a following on social media to some degree, I was offered. And this was years ago when I first mm. was really in the industry. I was offered a number of different options yeah, to pump out supplements. That. Like I'm not going to obviously mention names, but like yeah. I got a lot of opportunity, and there's a lot of money on the table with those things. Especially back in the day, if you're one of the only ones that was online, or you yeah. had a clientele base that was well known or yeah. all of this stuff it all adds up and people are like oh do you know what she's a she's a good one to promote that mm-hmm. and i will say hand on my heart i haven't once ever promoted a supplement in this whole time i've ever been in an industry in the sense of for like financial gain yeah for financial gain well in i don't terms promote of promoting a supplement to better your your client's lifestyle. But I don't sell it. I would say I would advise, I advise if somebody, you know, like you a creatine or like yeah. a protein powder. But I have never said like, yeah. go to, we get asked a lot, like what different brands and what this. And it's a like, lot of questions about supplementation, uh, especially around gut health 
and the thing with gut health is you know there are it's very mixed the the thing with gut health is because it's only just come about realistically in the last five years even the the people that are at the pinnacle of gut health the doctors and the people actually carrying out the scientific research they don't understand the gut health this it's a, mm. it's a, it's something that's still unfolding nobody really can fully understands pin, pin down you know, all the different impacts and all the different bacterias and you know the but I think if we gave an factors. example if we gave an example say you had a client or an individual who had wasn't sleeping was sleeping four hours a night three hours a night mm. had minimal nutrition you know nothing nothing nutrient dense in their yeah. diet they didn't drink any water they just pumped loads of just like round like a caffeine coffee and caffeine and, and all of this stuff. not that caffeine is bad no. caffeine's actually a very well researched yeah. and perfectly but just fine. like under under hydrated but basically that's an individual and then they're going okay we'll take a, take a probiotic or a prebiotic yeah because that person because they're not sleeping and, and uh, yeah and so when you actually see like you know you go and put a tablet and then you try and verse you know try and effectively outdo all of the other stuff it's not going to work and so right. it's one of these things where and there is no point i know if you're talking specifics with individuals you know potentially you have ibs or all of these things this is a very we're talking overview we're not yeah. talking individually like okay but on average, you taking a probiotic and you get four hours of sleep, mm. three hours of sleep consistently. You don't yeah. look after your health. You intake a lot of alcohol. You don't, yeah. you know, you're not looking after yourself. It is going to do absolutely yeah. nothing. So you, we see it all the time. You know, we have, like Georgia just said, people that undersleep don't eat on a regular basis and the, their self-care habits don't line up and basically suffer from like intestinal bloating or yeah. really poor digestion and they're drinking bottles and bottles of Simprove and taking 60 billion colon forming units and all these other different supplementation and it is never expensive yeah it is expensive and but the 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 professionals in, in inverted commas that are telling you that this is going to particularly help are not telling you well maybe you should also look to sleep eight hours a day maybe mm. you should look to tend to your circadian rhythm which regulates your digestion maybe you should simplify your food choices and and narrow yeah. your your wider spectrum of foods but i think it's very important to understand with stuff like bloating it's this weird concept everybody always says to say I've just eaten a meal. I'm really bloated. Yeah, like it's like your food is digesting. Like, I mean? the, like, like the food eat. doesn't just disappear down a like yeah. a dark like a rabbit hole. It, it moves fills down you your up. digestive yeah. tract in and then sits in your intestines and stomach and be, and gets digested. And the enzymes and things that are, are and the acids that are used to break down foods are going to cause some level of inflammation. Mm. And it's this constant like. And it was on social media all the time, and it used to drive me to the point of oh of, of almost drinking. Um, <laughs> was the drink whole <laughs> was the whole like look at my six a.m. flat stomach, six p.m. big stomach, like oh, and it's all guys. these obviously people trying to be super relatable, but it's like guys, you can't compare when you've you you're completely fasted, you've just slept, and then seven p.m. at night, you've had three meals, four liters of water you've done a workout like yeah. it's just of course you're going to be bloated especially in the evening when 
you know, not to get into uh, chronological digestion and all that kind of, yeah, you know, it's like, kind of boring for politics. yeah, we just want to glaze over the uh, the main important tasks. But you know, like the expectance, and it's it is down to social media that you're just never meant to be bloated ever, and you're meant to just yeah. Walk but what around. fucks me off is the ones that like you know the people that say that they're bloated. God, it's always the ones that they're not fucking bloated, like, are they? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? You, got they're tiny. Anterior they pelvic tilt, pushing your stomach out. out you know, like. and you've literally just, literally just blown out some air and then you've gone. Yeah. And this is a thing. This is where the supplement industry with stuff like social media became very, very twisted because mm. people were like, oh, I've just done 14 days on a shit tea, do you know what I mean? Mm. And I've lost... It. They took the photo the same fucking day. Mm. They were just breathing in or breathing out. And, mm. they, and then they sold thousands, thousands, if not millions, of supplements to very vulnerable people yeah. who actually probably were dealing with some weight issues or wanted to lose weight and thought, oh, do you know what? This is going to eliminate my fat yeah. by, like, blowing it's, it's out like air. You, it's like picking... It's almost like passive-aggressively bullying somebody by picking up on trigger points that make them feel shit about themselves and then extrapolating and taking advantage of those feelings by selling you something that's not going to work. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's how the world sometimes runs, though. I feel yeah. like people very much, you know, <laughs> we're not going to, as I said, with conspiracies of life, is not something we're going to yeah. discuss too yeah, greatly. Yeah, but I think but... what we want to just touch on and get to the bottom of is which supplements do work, which supplements are not necessarily worth well, your okay, time Well, okay, so we've covered BCAAs, so obviously, we, you know, as we said, just... Try and hold your horses with that. I know it's very tempting when you see a little glitzy it's girl. It's great though, because if you do see that, then that that should send flags up, and you just know that avoid. Yeah, some people it won't though. You know, it's just something that I guess, as I said, the world works. Obviously, then you've got stuff like probiotics, prebiotics. You know, if we we're not talking about digestion as such today, so mm. I think this is a topic which it's is such a huge a topic. topic. Yeah, it's yeah. a very nuanced topic. So. But if we move on to stuff like... Um, We're not saying that digestive uh, probiotics and things are not of value, but they are only of value once all other consideration and self-care habits are, yeah. are ticked off. As we said, like you can't expect a miracle, no. miracle from knocking... Like if you're on a rager and you go on a four-day bender and then you're going to drink some Sinproof, good luck. Why do you know, Mark, from your back in the day? Speculation. <laughs> Fucking probiotic on a forte bender, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, let me just knock back no, three, maybe. Even the bottle uh, says one. For like. all those who are out there that know, the 5-HTP on a Tuesday. Yeah, is, I know, uh, but the 5-HTP was also not. Yeah, it's getting you nowhere. It's getting you absolutely getting nowhere. nowhere. So I think if we move on to, um, I think we'll try and avoid the ones that, I guess could be quite triggering to people in such of like fat burners and stuff like that. I actually just want to quickly brief over what a fat burner actually is, because this is something that is still sold. It's in, you know, you'll see it potentially, even though very big brands, which I still have quite a lot of respect for some of the brands, but they still sell it as like a fat burner mm. or I'm not going to say the word something shreds or something something yeah, where something shred or it's something. telling you that it's burning fat yeah. now what is an actual fat burner technically it's a combination of natural 
um, ingredients and herbs and all sorts but of most stuff. Most of the time, used it contains to kind a, of like elevate your me- metabolic well, rate. It's, or it's mainly caffeine. Yeah. So a fat burner is an extreme amount of caffeine, technically, which means the reason yeah. they say that you can burn fat on it is because you technically, when you've inhaled that much caffeine, you are going to move a lot more. Yeah. So like, well, some people do, some people don't. Yeah. But if you're a bit, you know, jittery and you're all over the fucking place, you know, you're effectively increasing your non-conscious movement. Mm. And that could potentially, you know, I guess manipulate your overall energy expenditure, yeah. but it doesn't burn fat. It doesn't, you, and there you is no, to, there is no. You have to create a negative energy balance from some form of restriction and move and yeah, and so movement. and all of these things. If you ever read these in the back of the packet, they will say a healthy diet. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, is a healthy in inverted diet? commas, yeah. in the smallest part where you can't actually see it. Yeah, and they'll say healthy diet and some exercise. Yeah. And they always say that in the thing. And people are like, no, actually, I'll and avoid those two and I'll just take the tablet, you know? Yeah, because it's the easy way out. Or the, or it's the missing link to, you know, the, the problem that is, you know, managing your own personal health and well-being. Yeah. It's like this, oh, this is the CI, this is what's missing. This is what's going to fix x y and z yeah but and i think it's... i was quite like going off of fat burners as i said i don't really want to be t- touching too much on no. real th- things that really just are why not... would you pay to do something when you can just do it yourself do you know what i mean like why would you spend the 40 to 60 quid on the supplement when you can just create a negative energy balance because it's too diet? hard mark for, for a lot of people, they see it as, as we've always sold it, not us, but like, unfortunately, as we said, like we don't sell the sexy answer. It comes no, down to hard so fucking it's just work. just the same consistency. answer over and over again. But uh, for a lot of people, just like how our brains work, we're getting no. that dopamine fix or getting that instantaneous thing. Selling a supplement versus being consistent on calorie intake, blah, blah, is... <laughs> easier yeah. you know in your mind you go wow that's a good idea i've done it you know what i mean yeah, when i was shaking 60, the adios pill shitting on the toilet yeah, <laughs> but, if you but if you don't create an energy balance which you have to do regardless whether you take it or not then and you're 60 quid down the drain yeah and well yes i know but again 60 quid for a lot of people they don't even view it as anything when it comes to a supplement but yet when it comes to coaching it's this two polar opposite things they're buying a product which they think is a miracle versus them actually having to apply themselves and this is the thing like you know what would you rather in the grand scheme of things you'd rather just take the supplements you didn't have to do the hard work unfortunately life doesn't work like that but going off of this i think the supplements really want to talk about today that genuinely have benefit. have benefit again going back to the foundations will only have benefit if mm. you are addressing everything else so yeah. if you're going to take anything from this it is the fact that you need to address your lifestyle yeah. fat you know habits and if you if you if you if you haven't or if you if you're not then supplements uh shouldn't even the conversation shouldn't even be had a lot of people jump to the supplements the first thing when actually yeah. it should be really the last so Going off of that, stuff that we have advised on and know a lot about, and also just FYI, a lot of what we're talking about has a huge amount of uh, research already, you know, is it very, like stuff like creatine, whey protein. Yeah, it's if you guys highly, follow us on Instagram, we've, we've referenced all the research. And, yeah, and, and like so that. it's one of the things, but I think we're going to start with, I think we should start with creatine because I feel like creatine... <sighs> 
it's yeah, the taken, mystical, it's literally the like launched off like of when we When I was 16, it was basically considered like a steroid. It's crazy, isn't and it? And my mother was not interested in buying me creatine. <laughs> Carol was not interested yeah, in the creatine. In, she was like, Mark, in Zimbabwe, we're Steroids. not spending those Zim dollars yeah. on some creatine. Yeah, no. No. But I think if you can talk of the fact, like, you know, as I said, we've got a lot of experience in different things. Mark has obviously been in the bodybuilding industry for a very long period of his life. And so, you know, t- taking off of steroids, Mark knows, no, does know a lot about, obviously, mm. steroids and all of that stuff. And I think it's definitely something we will speak about yeah. on another conversation another conversation. Another Not that we're advertising that in any way, but I think it's actually more important people know the safety of, you know, and also all yeah, the information. Yeah, there's a lot of... Believe it or not, there's more recreational steroid users than you think, and they're not just bodybuilders. They're guys yeah. that just want to look good and girls. And um, stuff. Yeah, I mean, like it will be education. the topic will be not not glorifying it. Will be the positives, the benefits, and also the negatives. Just, what and is it? The you know, safer use thing. models for performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, but anyway, we're moving on from PEDS. Let's go on to actually creatine. So yeah. creatine. Obviously, a white powder. Probably the the most studied yeah. supplement in the world in terms of it's been studied since I think the earliest study was like the fifth nineteen fifty nineteen thirty. Yeah, and there's obviously again there's there. a lot of bite. There's been a lot of different studies undertaken on creatine. Everything's yeah. come to the same obviously conclusion, yeah. but some have come back and you know there was a like few your, red flags. Yeah, there were certain studies that indicated that creatine consumption could have an impact on your kidneys but that's obviously yeah with with the rise in dht levels but those have been debunked debunked (laughs) i hate the word debunked Debunked. i just don't like the word debunk isn't it sounds like spunk i should not have said that um anyway um so Creatine is obviously known for the benefits in increasing muscle size, power, strength, a lot of cognitive benefits um, in yeah. the brain. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a great supplement. And and clients that we've encouraged to start supplementing with creatine have, have seen nothing but positive benefits. Like I've taken creatine for a long period of time. And like I have to say, like, and this yeah. is just off of, again, personal experience on yes. a supplement and also again not being miss perfect but i do also have very good nutritional like and lifestyle factors you know catered mm. into that but you know i find it fantastic for mm. hair nails yeah. skin like if we're talking on the beauty elements yeah. of it it's fantastic and not only that you know your strength does improve yeah. significantly if you are lifting uh, and the one thing that has a knock against creatine in general which really irritates Wait, me okay. is the you may, you may or may not see a slight increase in weight, and if you're one of those people that starts taking creatine and you see two hundred grams on the scale going up and you lose you lose yourself, then you need to readdress the situation because the the weight increase is intramuscular, so the 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 water that is penetrating the muscle and going into the muscle making the muscle size bigger stretching the fascia and this is all a positive thing so yeah, if it doesn't happen if you see a person also promoting uh, creatine that doesn't cause uh, water retention red flag creatine's yeah. meant to cause water retention 
if your weight does go up, do not be disheartened. Don't be like, oh, I I'm need to cut weight. Actually, and because I, I feel like this is one thing that the people that pick up on that are the ones that where that focus shouldn't even be a thing. So this could be somebody that take take an individual who has a lot of weight to lose potentially mm. who has weighed themselves and is consistent weighing, but wants to get stronger in the gym can can tick off all the boxes mm. Mm. the last thing that you should be worrying about is 200 grams on a scale yeah, exactly. if that do you know what i mean yeah. and also like you've also got to understand like as we said earlier it's that whole thing if you go in on the scale fasted in the morning you're going to be lighter than after you've had you know four meals your meal, weight will yeah. fluctuate can be between multiple pounds a day sometimes yeah. you know just even day to day, day like to day, after yeah. a hard leg workout i'll easily weigh three kilos heavier yeah so it's all of these things that you've got to take into what is 200 100 grams and in at the, the end of the day things, yeah. in the grand scheme it's nothing because it is benefiting you if you have that goal overall to obviously and also when it comes to you with creatine it's 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 about consistent consumption so we get a lot of questions if i don't take it on friday what you know what am i going to do just carry on taking it between your three grams to 10 grams depending on your body weight consistently if you take it for two weeks consistently are you going to be superman no. or superwoman no if you take it for four weeks are you gonna no. see no are you 12 after about eight to 12 weeks will you would you, after consistent uh application day in day out every single day will you actually start to see the benefits? And again, of... not sexy, guys, because it's not a quick miracle. No, You're not going to just be like lifting. It's, it's about cell saturation, muscle saturation. These things take time. So like... just a reminder on creatine, you know, the biggest question we get asked is, oh, my weight's gone up or will my weight go up? That should not be a turning off point. No. And we're not telling you you need to take creatine, but it is a very, very, very good supplement to yeah. potentially include in your overall daily yeah. lifestyle. And if you have additional questions on creatine, I think we've, we've covered it a lot on our social media, but obviously you can always drop us a yeah. question and say, hey, like, what's the deal with creatine? But don't let that sort of, oh, it makes you gain weight or do this. Like those yeah. people that are, selling this stuff don't really know what they're talking Stop. about so just you know it's a good supplement if you want to increase muscle mm. size strength power have some cognitive benefits see improvements pretty much yeah. overall with creatine it's, it's a it's a really good it's a supplement. really good supplement the only drawback that you might have is it might give you a bit of a runny tummy if that's you take too much too much in, in one sitting and if that's the case just split it up split the dose up morning a.m p.m another question we got when can we take it take it doesn't matter it's not time dependent i mean there uh, are there studies to be that old... say that technically if you're going into the gym there is studies well there are studies that have recently come out that have said that potentially creatine taken after a session is more beneficial yeah, than before like a session but you're honestly splitting like, hairs, like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? like, it's yeah i know but it's the same with everything no, I appreciate like it's that. like I there is a lot of things that, that have people have general. sold off of saying you need to take it no there was in you the old bodybuilding magazines they would say that if you drank creatine with a citrus juice it would denature the creatine and that you had to drink it with Grapes also, can I just point out, creatine doesn't, or... doesn't taste great. So we do get questions. So they're it's like, flavorless. Can though. I have? It's not, people say it's not got a flavor, but it still tastes like 
fucking powder. Mm. Like it's not, it's not exactly the most. If you put chalk in water and then drank it, that's what it would yeah. taste like. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, we get lots of questions saying, "Can I add it to my morning coffee?" And I'm like, "I wouldn't. That would fucking ruin oh, it." Just have it with. Yeah. We what we do is we knock it back either with pre-workout before we train, or we'll knock it back with like fruit squash yeah, because it's. it's Honestly, it it's not can that and bad. cannot be soluble as well, like like certain you have vit- tablets. Yeah, tablets and some t- tablets is a convenient source for a lot of people. There's obviously yeah, but like some of them are the size of suppositories. Yeah, horrible indigestion like 101 when submarines. you submarines. Sometimes you have to take like three or four of them yeah, in one go. Yeah, you've got to have a good no gag reflex. Oh God, Mark, let's not with that. <laughs> That's very inappropriate. Um, God, was this like a sex podcast? We've already mentioned. We'll save spunk. those for later. We're saving that nothing for later. <laughs> like this. Um, so yeah, so moving on from creatine, I think we should move on to protein powder. Yeah. So um, you've got your traditional whey protein, which is milk or cheese that is just very refined. And you've got different types of whey, isolate, concentrate. What's the difference between them? You know, isolate is technically the better it's like the purest the pur- purest I hate to use that word but but it's also probably the worst tasting and the most expensive out of all of them yeah. so if you're really into that nitty-gritty if you're listening to this and you're an athlete or something like that, maybe take into consideration this if you are just general population and you want something that increases your protein target or you want to mix it in something or you want to then just understand you just need a whey protein there is one thing I will say is that whey protein does come in a number of different forms. You know, you've got ones that are like um, fruit flavored, you know, the... Oh, uh, li- brave. Okay, we're going to be honest with this. Like, fuck the foam on that shit when mm. you whisk oh, it up. Oh, the, the clear way. The clear way. I think it's yeah. there. It's just not the there. The taste is better because we've but tried tell me, one how that can is... you create a fruit squash out of something that is derived from fucking cheese and milk? It doesn't make sense, does it? It's not as great as you the think taste, it tastes. The taste, we had that uh, lemon uh, tea one, and it was quite nice. Mark, but the you, froth, the your foam... Your tastes and my tastes are very different it's sometimes. Been, I personally think it's better than a whey. Uh, I would disagree. I would but say that I you prefer with chocolate. Way you could <laughs> I prefer Cadbury's. <laughs> <laughs> Cadbury's are 12, ideally. Um, I think, you know, whey, whey protein on average doesn't taste that great. But if you mix it yeah, with something, it's okay. Yeah, but you could okay. spice it up. A little bit of here ice. Here we go. A little bit of ice. Oh, here we go. Is that right spicing it up? Wow, right don't test sun. yourself with the A little bit of ice. ice. Handful. Handful. Where people go wrong, too much water. Don't. 200 mils tops. Personally, I think water and whey protein, I know it's a calorie-saving thing, but I actually think it tastes better with some kind of milk. You want the ice to give you the body. You want the the 200 mils of water to give you a little bit of... Or like a plant-based milk, because it actually tastes quite nice. Yeah, plant-based milk would work. Or or coconut water. What the fuck? Disgusting. Yeah, Yeah, it's very sweet. Oh, that was what was made at the studio. It's very sweet. No, coconut water is not a vibe. No, when you mix it with... Yeah, so... 200 mils of water, maybe a bit of cinnamon or... Sorry, are you like a chef, Oliver? I'm basically Jamie Oliver. (laughs) Jamie Oliver's got nothing in interest apart from chicken nuggets. But like, um, yeah, Mark's smoothie. (laughs) If you want Mark's smoothie recipe. Bit of peanut butter, (laughs) right? You know, I know. You used to put avocado in your smoothies. 
I used to put every eight. Yeah, I know. It's a bit hectic, actually. Yeah, I don't but think many like people enjoy that. Five in the morning, the last thing you want to do is sit down and have a meal. You want to just drink. So you'd love to eat half an avocado in a smoothie. Yeah, you want to line the stomach. Listen so to that. that you That's can, a bodybuilder uh, talking. Yeah. <laughs> just line that stomach with a lovely protein <laughs> shake. Yeah. Rather just like have some fucking mean. toast and jam and shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, literally. Um, so obviously, like, you've got way. Like, you could mix it in with yogurt as well. Okay, yogurt. but we've. Tr- why did you just say yogurt? Because oh, some people say yogurt. Yeah, in Zimbabwe they do, because you're more like American than English in the way you speak. You say things differently, don't you? You said that when I said yogurt, you thought it was really weird. Yogurt. <laughs> yogurt. I spell yogurt with an H. Are you, no, Y-O-G-H. That's not... H. H. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, what's going on. Anyway, um, so obviously you can, there's many ways you can utilize protein bits, but we are in the day and age now that the majority of supermarkets do also offer, we're not yeah. going to brand drop here because mm. we're not sponsored by, no, I'm joking, but there is a brand called Arla mm. in the UK, very, very which nice. has got very good protein yogurts and very good. Yeah. Well, when I say very good, it's not your McDonald's chocolate milkshake. No, it's not like a gourmet Milkshake, would you say that's a gourmet milkshake from McDonald's, or would you just no, say but the you machine's get, always go broken? Go to like a really nice restaurant and get a nice milkshake. Mark know? loves a milkshake. I love milkshake. Yeah, at one point you said you couldn't even have milkshakes; you used to drink them all the time. Yeah, like I, I guess that lactose intolerance is no longer. So you can get, you know, we have and we always have in the fridge like an Arla chocolate mm. milk, and the only reason we have those is not oh my god, it's protein. Well, actually, it's quite useful because yes. we either pour them on cereal which is fantastic like yeah. cocoa pops yeah. or we have them just as a drink and they've got like 25 grams of protein just to mm-hmm. be aware of all these things do have quite higher calorie amounts these convenience protein yeah, sources because it actually tastes half decent so you're gonna have to sacrifice so, like for example of... like a bottle of that has 25 grams of protein in an aisle of protein it yeah. will statistically have about 250 calories which is not a lot but if no. you're using it as a snack a protein yeah. powder with water would statistically have less, but it yeah, would taste it, worse. So it really comes down. It gives me like PTSD. Yeah, just flashbacks of like <laughs> what? Hazelnuts. Well, you just literally just told people with... about your fucking milk smoothie recipe, yeah, and now no, you're just... telling me you had PTSD from drinking that. Yeah, if you just drink it with just water. Mark's recipe, just don't, just don't. No, if you're drinking with just water, you need to, like I said, you need to spice it up. You've got to spice it up, Mm. so with your ice. (laughs) Got to spice (laughs) it ice, bit of cinnamon. Yeah, but again, you're adding a lot of additional calories just for the sake of making it taste better. Yeah, to make it palatable, but after you've added all your additionals in you're probably better off just drinking a really nice protein based milk yeah like so anyway that's going off from, same yeah. with yogurts I'm, I personally yeah. think there's way better options you can have like and a then, Greek natural yogurt you know there's obviously different types of protein powders there's hemp is, you know, so if we're going p- off plant-based, plant-based, there's some very, very good plant-based yeah. proteins. There is some things actually I wanted to speak about with just like plant-based stuff is um, sort of getting, you know, all those amino acids in, in your diet and stuff like that. I think that's something we need to talk about mm. because when you are, when you choose to live a more plant-based lifestyle or maybe you are entirely vegan, like your protein intake is something same with b12 same with a number of things that normally do come from more animal based uh, products based yeah. products these things you need to start uh, thinking about if you yeah. want longevity in the lifestyle that you have chosen mm-hmm. 
you know, there are certain essential and non-essential amino acids that are and 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 are and aren't available in plant-based sources of protein. So, ensuring that you get a full spectrum of amino acids, especially leucine, which is which can be a bit tricky yeah. for um, vegans and vegetarians. Leucine, obviously, being the most important amino acid when it comes to muscle protein synthesis and uh, retaining and building muscle. So. You have to get a wider variety and you, because of the bioavailability of the protein, you also have to get more protein. So if you're plant-based or ve- uh, vegan, you have to get, I would say, between 10 to 15% more protein yeah. than your uh, protein, animal protein. Because I think, I think we've talked about this. Maybe we talked about this on one of the other podcasts. Maybe it's just in my imagination. But it, when when things like quality of protein comes down, if you're talking yeah. about like thermic effect of food and how it breaks down in your body, like there are, I guess, differences between... Yes, there's like not all proteins are the same. Each uh, proteins are have different types of bioavailability and utilisation and... So if we I talk mean, about we a protein could, we bar, could spe- we could spend a whole. Yeah, but if we talk about a protein bar, protein. for example, with that, yeah, the majority of the time the protein can be coming from like gelatin. Yes. So it's we're not talking plant based now because you wouldn't be having that if that's the no. case. But it is these things where is that the best? sort of quality everybody protein. i would imagine everybody knows what gelatin is and if you don't google it or if you maybe you shouldn't you like if to you want to become is? animal based i mean plant based we'll tell people it's, what gelatin is then it's if it's just that leftovers of yeah, it's everything kind of gross. it's like hooves and Stop snouts it. okay and right let's not put everybody and... off of eating a protein yeah, bar it's, it's not... kind of gross yeah it's do not... you know what also has gelatin percy pigs and you like Percy Pigs, don't you, Mark? If one, if one thing could come from this podcast, it would be, be a packet a, of Percy Pigs. <laughs> a sponsorship for Percy from, Pigs. From Percy directly. From Percy into my mouth daily. <laughs> into your mouth daily. <laughs> so I could have like a dispenser of Percy Pigs. I would. I would say that like it's kind of like an under it's an underrated sweet. Well, I kind of think like I would only be able to probably have one or two, but give me like a bar of Galaxy and then we're on for a winner. Um, Your parents have given me like five packets for Christmas, and I've you know eaten what's, them in thirty minutes. When we used to live in Cape Town, obviously like we couldn't get Percy pigs over in South yeah. Africa, and my mum used to literally like lie sending on DHL. Yeah. She was sending across a load of food <laughs> products, and it literally was like chocolate buttons, Malham yeah. stripes, yeah. Percy. Pigs. Basically. literally just be like a whole box of yeah. shit and then she'd just throw in some random top and pretend that she was sending um so yeah no we are we are a fan of those percy pigs yeah. but anyway going back to obviously gelatin um the quality of your protein does matter and mm-hmm. so if you are vegan or vegetarian plant-based you know you are going to statistically need to include more protein sources, sources yeah. in your diet which which can be a little bit challenging yeah. It's doable. It's very doable. And we've seen uh, lots of plant-based individuals that we know and we've yeah. worked with navigate that. Really um, well, actually. Really well, yeah. But again, it comes down to having the right advice and understanding yeah. what builds your nutrition on a day-to-day basis with that. Yeah. And I think it's sometimes very useful having somebody like sort of give you the inspiration to like, you know, how to, you know, if you're choosing one day, like not many people I mean a couple of my best friends are vegetarian have been for years on end but you know 
on average, you don't come out vegetarian or vegan. It's a choice that you decide mm. you mm. would like to live by. And mm. I appreciate, obviously, with the environmental yeah, things and, and ethical, personal, yeah, and personal reasons know. that it's a choice that you take. However, the one thing I will say is the vegan thing did pick up quite heavily a few years ago, and then you realise that a lot of those people it did was revert very trendy, back wasn't it? to not being completely vegan because primarily it wasn't necessarily due to the fact that they didn't like being vegan it was the fact that they actually felt really shit due to the fact that their nutrition wasn't matching what it should really be like what i mean by that is they didn't know potentially how to fuel yourself based Mm. off of just plant-based products it is challenging yeah it's not just like going to the shops and buying some like a chicken sandwich meat patties and and just don't be sponsoring beyond i think actually of anyone they're the most processed like vile fucking and now can i just an example which is like even better um because she's a very ethically strong individual yeah she's very very knowledgeable okay anyway um so yeah i guess um stuff for plant-based proteins that everything's very very good and and i will say that he's progressed year on year on year month on month with good hemp good pea good uh everything everything really really. like and i we've we've tried a few plant-based ones was a good one that we used to like yeah news clean and lean obviously quite a horrible name name. horrible name clean oh clean and lean it's like what so i'm eating dirty food yeah (laughs) i don't know it just feels a bit like it's a bit like oh i've got clean and lean like fuck like can we just move on from that clean eating the worst thing according to clean nutritionists or dietitians is rice that's what they reckon is the worst thing that you could possibly eat. Yeah, white rice. rice. Could you get anything worse? Do you know what I mean? Instead, have brown rice. Do you know what I mean? It's like brown zucchinis rice. Zucchinis in oh, every format it's, possible. We're in England. It's not called a zucchini, Mark. What is it called? A courgette. Uh, oh, this is what I mean. We just said that you've got a more American approach. or you. I don't know if it's European. No, it's American zucchini. Do you is call it? it an aubergine or an eggplant? Do you even know what that is? <laughs> I don't know why it just looked at me like I would never eat an aubergine. I've never, <laughs> never, never give. I don't think we even have those in Zimbabwe. I, I, is that? Mm, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe. <laughs> like, this is the thing. Carol will tell you. Um, it's not something my mother ever ever fed me. I know because well, you wouldn't eat it because you were a brat. Would have been like, mm. No, no, absolutely no. It's like my dad. The my minute that my mum puts green vegetables. Chips, rice, like his veggie intake is. My mum always says that when she makes meals for my dad, that like when you put a large slide of like green vegetables, they will be avoided. Yeah, and she says it's because my father was brought up north, brought up up north. (laughs) It's the reason he doesn't like eating vegetables. It's like okay, like literally, maybe she just doesn't want that bed of kale that you're serving. But yeah, anyway, um, aubergine, eggplant, God knows, zucchini. All of these things, you know, they've all got their own benefit. They've all been, yeah, all been over-marketed to be superfoods, which is also something kind of related to supplements. Superfoods. Are there superfoods and, is the question. I mean, no, not really. Like, the defin- there's a definition of superfood. Foods have got calories, foods have got macros and micronutrients. Again, it's and the same as, like, knocking back a probiotic when you sleep three hours a night and drink three bottles of wine i mean it's the same thing it's like that's the one thing that always really perplexed me was a lot of people that's triggering you today yeah i'm in a triggering mood today just a lot of people 
that would push the superfoods and the you know smooth detox smoothies and 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 all of that but then on a friday night would just you know inhale four bottles of wine and a bag yeah, and a bag of cocaine yeah, yeah. um yeah i love those like, people i'm so healthy yeah, and it's like are you, oh, are you? okay like literally okay like, <laughs> you weren't that healthy at the staff party yeah. when i saw you <laughs> swinging from the chandeliers Oh my god, staff parties! Fuck, we haven't had one of those in a while because we are the staff. Yeah. Um, like, should we have a party? Um, yeah. The party will be in bed by nine yeah. with DJ the dogs. DJ Mosquito. D- what? DJ Mosquito. What's that? When you're sleeping, the de- the mosquito's the DJ. Mark, it's we like live a- in Africa now. We don't need a net around our beds. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need those malaria tablets. We're in the United Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, I think other supplements that we definitely need to talk about. Vitamin, uh, vitamins, uh, vitamin D, vitamin B12. Actually, I think also... we should talk about caffeine quickly. Yeah, caffeine's also... Obviously, we all know caffeine from like coffee Near teas. and dear to my heart, literally. Is it? Because it literally feels us on a day-to-day basis. Caffeine is one of those things that it's very... It's, it's a very personal thing, caffeine. Some people get very affected by mm. it and just cannot intake mm. it. Even like a matcha will set them off or like yeah. a green tea. In fact, actually, I, if I was to have anything caffeine orientated that would set me off the most that wasn't like a sports supplement, it would be green tea. Jesus Christ, your, that shit's powerful. Your dad's coffee machine. Oh, yeah, my is, dad's coffee machine. It's honestly rocket fuel for anxiety. literally anxiety in a cup. Yeah, and actually, that's so true. Yeah, it's so hectic, good, though. So good, but so not. You're like, okay. I wonder why I'm so anxious <laughs> and my palms are sweating. <laughs> anyway, so obviously, we all know, like, having a coffee or how much coffee should I have a day. Mm. Like, we know people. In fact, your dad, he'll drink a coffee before he goes to sleep. Yeah, and, yeah. And I know many mm. people that do that. They can mm. have an espresso at fucking 10 or 11 mm. at night and be literally Just fast because you're asleep. sleeping doesn't necessarily mean you're getting the best quality sleep, though. Yeah, but a lot of people have run their lives. And it's just like, I know people that have got such high caffeine and like well, tolerances that they could literally drink like eight, nine cups a day. very common once you finish a meal uh, at night in a restaurant. Everybody has coffee or a tea afterwards. But I will say that there are a lot of things coming out now that if you... Do you feel highly anxious off of take in taking mm. a lot of caffeine and you can't necessarily manage that and you're not really sure? I wouldn't advise like taking too much of it because it no. can make you like yeah. energy drinks, you know, all of these things yeah. can really actually it can have heighten quite, your your overall anxiety. In to general. make you feel, which is not very, mm. not great for a day-to-day basis, yeah. running around with a shit ton of anxiety because you fueled it yourself. So if you if you do find the effects quite yeah. greater than than some, then yeah. I wouldn't necessarily advise having huge amounts of caffeine. No. If anything, you could uh, you could you could opt for a nootropic, which is obviously very yeah. different to very very different type of stimulation from just straight caffeine. I mean, if, if we're talking like great. obviously we know the coffees and we know the green teas and we know that going off of that. Green tea supplements for fat burning, red Again, flag, yeah, wrong, red flag. wrong, no, no, <laughs> no. Computer says no. No green tea is going to make you lose weight. Point yeah. one, point two, point three, and that's the end of that. Going yeah. on from that. I mean, the only like things that would potentially make you lose weight in a supplement form would probably be illegal though for you to obtain things like ephedrine and but mark that's going off yobamine mark, don't yes but that's illegal and we're which not I'm promoting illegal drugs which is obviously illegal <laughs> so <laughs> if you are please sign the contract if you are buying these things from from people then it's also a bit shady 
Uh, yeah, actually, I especially America's got a lot of that, a lot of that. Um, but um, we, if we're talking about stuff like pre-workouts, we love a good pre-workout. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Because it contains a lot. a lot of caffeine and, and that's also... I mean, going off, we've spoken about this on podcasts before. Yeah. Like when our lives are running, like on average, we would do minimum 12 clients, max sort of 15 clients a day sometimes when we were working full, full time, like face to face. And we used to fuel ourselves on caffeine. Like we yeah, would have I mean, minimal sleep. A, it's not exactly ideal. As we say, we sometimes end up more worse or off than, yeah, if you you're know. in the industry, you're at one with a coffee machine. Oh, Jesus, aren't you? And you're yeah. at one trying to find that coffee machine at all times of the morning or night. Yeah, the cost. The, but the same if you're working night shifts, all of these yeah. things, you know, caffeine is the thing that fuels us or has been told yeah. to fuel you. Sometimes it actually doesn't. You know, I sometimes yeah. have a coffee and I'm hoping and I'm going to suddenly be awake and I'm not. You know, the, uh, the half-life, of the, the of the caffeine molecules plus or minus six to eight hours so mm. when you do consume your caffeinated or stimulating uh, beverages or powders you know you got to think working backwards okay what time am i roughly going to be going to bed to make sure that it doesn't have a negative impact on a your sleep duration getting to sleep or or B, your actual sleep quality being able to, you know, travel through the stages yeah. of REM cycles. So you always got to take that in consideration when you do knock back. Like, yeah. remember stuff like pre-workouts will have higher amounts of caffeine in yeah. than a coffee. So like chaser, because or... then you you caffeinate to energize and then you, you know, then you it effectively... impacts your sleep and then you wake up more tired then you caffeinate again and you're just going round and round. So you want to avoid then... that cycle, address the yeah. sleep and normally if you can't get to yeah. sleep or you're struggling to get to sleep or your qualities, you could be down to your caffeine intake mm. overall. Yeah. But a pre-workout is technically a large dose of caffeine with Generally, mixing yeah. of vasodilators and beta alanines and, and beta alanine is one of those ones where if you've ever taken a pre-workout and you have like an itch in your lips or your face mm. and it feels a bit tingly mm. that's mark loves that yeah, clearly that <laughs> yeah. um that is that's part of the ingredients yeah. to a lot of pre-workouts they've all got different depending on the brands they've got their own uh different dosages and different um ingredients and they I mean I love a pre-workout I what always they like to refer to as a proprietary blend wow okay um I would say that I I don't struggle to be like go I, I I'm not being like this person I love going to the gym so like it's yeah. like these things that I don't go to the gym I like my routine feels really fucking weird mm. and it is these things where sometimes you don't necessarily feel as sprightly as other days no, you need a little and you need a little assistance. bit of a kick you know a bit of assistance and sometimes a coffee doesn't do that maybe it's too much liquid or you yeah. don't want an espresso because it give you heartburn mm. we have we take a we actually use a very good pre-workout mm. it's um on a we're not actually going to mention names, but there's a very good supplement yeah, brand. If, you if you're ever know, wanting we'll, we'll... supplements, it's a very good brand yeah. called Supplement Needs, which is, I would say, the best yeah. UK brand for supplements out there. Because good it's customer some service as well. Very good customer service. Not only that, very well researched. And the people that are on board with yeah. all that stuff are highly yeah, educated. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, they've, they're very switched if on. If you ever need supplements, not that we're pumping we're, we're you not, to this. We're not affiliated with them, though. If but we have worked with them a lot in the sense of our own supplementations and getting yeah, clients. But that's where know. we order all our supplements from. Yeah, so there's some very good ones. And if you want, if you like a bit of a kick before, there's nothing wrong with a yeah. pre-workout. 
a question we do get asked about pre-work, you, you know, do you need to track that stuff? You track, no, if you track yeah, calories, it's really okay. minimal at the end of the day, unless you're standing on stage and mm. need to like understand your walk. You know, and there's, you're outside of just the energy, you get mental focus, you get muscle pump, you get a whole uh, variety of things which can be beneficial. You know, if you're able to lift one or two more reps in a workout because of your pre-workout over a long period yeah. of time. Yeah, and it has been shown, gonna, studies have shown that, you know, taking pre-workout before yeah, a session are, has there been... there are more and more uh, legitimate studies that are coming out with regards to pre-workout, and it's a personal preference at the end of the day. Yeah, like if you don't, and as I said, if you don't enjoy that... If you're going into it thinking that you're going to find one that tastes nice, then... Well, I would say we've currently no, got one, green horrific. apple, and they're I would horrible. say that it's it's not horrible. It tastes like one of those child sweets we used to. Child there sweets. There are some horrendous tasted pre-workouts where you literally feel like you're about oh, to like regurgitate it. Yeah, like gag worthy. Yeah. But we we've found one that's a, either green green apple or lemon pineapple. Taste, it sounds a bit weird, but it does actually yeah, taste like. Throw back to the days when you drink our uh, apple sours. Oh God, no! Well, that brings 13. back bad memories for me 13, 13 underage drinking here. For high, okay yeah. and this is tips. why we married later on in yeah. life frosted Mark, because the fact you had frosted tips three quarter shorts with the pearl uh, necklace not the pearl necklace no you had a sh- did you have a shark tooth around your neck uh, close close and, Mark the, and used the, to the drive flat a yellow peak car. car yeah flat peak car at I night uh, it's at night <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make a statement. Those three-quarter leg trousers on a man, mm. we wouldn't be married. Mm, white shoes. If white shoes, I bet you were those fucking slip-ons, weren't they? Oh, yeah, those yeah, gross yeah, yeah, white yeah, yeah. shoes. Easy. The slip-on Lonsdale. Yeah. I'm sure so many people listen to this that I've ever brought up about shoes. I've got really bad thing about shoes. So many women do actually when they meet men. It's like the first thing they look at is their feet just to check that they're not got some fucking hideous shoe on. Um, Mark's fashion taste was clearly something that wouldn't have matched mine. Not no. that mine was any better probably at that age. There's some horrific photos. Yeah, of I me think at 13 up. you just. What, knocking back the apple sours? You were clearly, you know, yeah, having yeah, a great time yeah, in your yeah, three-quarter started... lengths. But yeah, apple sours does taste a bit like apple sours, does actually. Well, like no, actually, it tastes way better than that because apple yeah. sours is honestly vile. Like, vile. Mm. Um, anyway, so supplements that will move on to stuff like vitamins because mm. this is another one which, again, you can't, you can't expect a huge result from a vitamin unless you're going to take this consistently. Again, yeah. repeating ourselves with the yeah. foundations of self-care habits. Making sure off. that you have a progressive lifestyle. So I think the ones that we think are, not we think, but I think are have beneficial. Been, yeah, and have also been scientifically proven to have benefit. Number one, we'll start with, I think, vitamin D. Yes, crucial. Obviously, if you live in... Especially if you live in the Northern Hemisphere. Even then, like, you know, even if you live in a country which is warm or the sun's shining 24-7, you know, it's not really advised to go and sit out in the sun all bloody day. No, Most of the time you, you don't, don't get access don't to it. To, so, no. you know, when we lived in South Africa, I know we used to, like, just go and sit in the garden a bit, mm. but we didn't actually sit in the sun that often. We were working, you know. So it's one of these yeah. things where are you getting enough? And I still think that I probably was deficient, even though I was living in the sun yeah know? i think you gotta you realistically gotta get like 20 to 30 minutes of direct sunlight exposed to the face and the eyes but then but that also depends like... on the season like it, without getting too nerdy and geeky about it but the angle of the sun 
penetrating sake. your skin, stimulating, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, get your compass out and then just work out yeah, exactly which get fucking... Get out the protractor. <laughs> yeah, the protractor. We're going to yeah. go at a, a 160 to yeah. the, like, literally... Yeah, like, sorry, the sun's only at 15 degrees. And the moon will be coming out in approximately... Yeah, yeah so, like, even if you are, like, think about when it's winter and the sun is still shining, you still, the 90% of your body's still covered. Yeah, and so, so this is something you've also got to understand. A lot of women, I will say women because it's more put on us than men yes. sunscreen factor 50 yeah. god forbid the wrinkles yeah. and all of these things you know they do block obviously you potentially correct getting vitamin d yeah. and um people different ethnicities also require different amounts of vitamin d yeah they well. do and it's something that's really important to know it's not all just the same for everybody yeah. um and there are um for different ethnicities, you also need to take into consideration doses and what yeah, exactly how much are very you need. Good, there are good, very good studies that are broken down between like Caucasian people, uh, people of color, people, Asian people, yeah. and uh, the different impacts and requirements of vitamin D. And it is... On a, on a spectrum, it, it does vary from ethnicity as yeah. well. Yeah. So vitamin D is one that, you know, if you're not taking it, we just highly suggest you yeah. take it, especially if you're based in the UK, you are going yeah. to be deficient. If anything, I would say, you know, the, should we say, the, the recommended daily allowances of what we call obviously RDAs yeah. are have at previous, I don't know if they've changed recently, yeah, but in the past few years, it came about that a lot of these recommended allowances very are very old so yeah. this is like talking years, years ago. ago stuff where like research and our lifestyles were different all of this kind mm. of you know came into play which means the doses on vitamin bottles can sometimes actually be on the really lower end when they yeah. say take one tablet this is going to get you the most amount with vitamin d what's the maximum they say i mean some people can take up to like ten thousand ius yeah. a day isn't it yeah, yeah and you'd you still be okay but again it's one of these things you don't just go in with ten thousand no, ius no. you need to build up with yeah and, consistent... and the main thing with vitamin d is it's v incredibly beneficial towards your mental health yes hugely um, so there's obviously causation doesn't mean correlation or Correla correlation doesn't mean cause no I don't, I can't Correlation remember. doesn't mean it's, causation. I was just trying to sound clever. No, okay. um, <laughs> you know smart, what I'm trying Mark. to yeah, say. Yeah, you know exactly what you I'm trying what to say. Mean? But it does. There is a link between when you do look at the research, a link between vitamin D deficiencies and certain types of uh, mental illnesses. Or mm -hmm. um, what's the word I'm looking for? Who knows? A B C D E F. <sighs> Who knows? Mark's having a moment. I've lost it. It's You've gone. lost it. You've lost it. This is gone. it. We're it's ending the podcast right now. <laughs> um, anyway, going back off of vitamin D, mm. that you know, this is a supplement which, if you are vitamin, if you are looking, you know, it does come in some food sources, but yeah. again, even though if you were eating, I actually would say that I know we say try and get it in from whole food sources. I would say that vitamin D should be additional. Mm. Like it shouldn't mm. necessarily be all coming from food sources because you won't get enough. No, you won't. Um, so if you are lacking in that, we all pretty much are lacking. In we are all deficient. D. Just to, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, can, well, I don't know if it's a, a hyperbolic statement, but they do say that it is a, a worldwide yeah, it's a worldwide, worldwide issue with the fact that you are Pand deficient. I hate to use the word, but they do use the word pandemic. Vitamin D deficiencies. I know it's bad. Um, anyway, so vitamin D, and then we've got stuff like vitamin B12. 
Now, this is one where a lot of people have, and you've probably been aware of somebody going on like a B12 injection to get, yeah. like there's a lot of people that potentially have very low B12 levels due to yeah. either health issues or- Or being a vegetarian Being or a, a vegetarian, vegan. a vegan. Um, B12 normally comes, if we're going back to whole food sources from more animal protein, um, animal sources. So if you are a vegan vegetarian, you are not going to be getting enough B12. Mm, um, B12 can also B12. really help Bone well, density, fatigue, things, energy. Yeah. Um, I have a few clients actually that um, have B12 like injections every three months, but that's mm. obviously due to previous health conditions they've mm. had or illnesses and stuff. But I yeah. would say that if you are or choosing a more plant-based lifestyle, like I don't take additional B12 on a daily basis, probably because I cover enough in my nutrition mm. and I don't mm. feel like I need to take it as such. I mean, but. Yeah, we eat- three to four servings of vegetables per day and, and meat yeah, you know we, and fish and all of that so yeah. it's all balances out but if you're not getting that in and you know i would say that and you're feeling very fatigued again yeah. address everything Assuming else before you address the supplement all the other self-care habits have been addressed how many times do you think we've said address your self-care yeah, habits we can't we can't stress that enough if, if we want one thing for you guys to take home today is that without addressing sleep nutrition movement movement and your own kind of internal narrative then supplementations shouldn't even be a discussion that being said stuff of b12 like i would say that if you are a vegan vegetarian yeah. you're not taking it and i would say i would start yeah. taking it like yeah. um then moving on from B12, um, uh, omega threes, very good for a number of things. Obviously, everybody knows about that. The NHS banged on about two portions of oily fish a week for your nutrition, and mm-hmm. that was because primarily the fact of the omega threes coming mm-hmm. from it, or you could say three six nines. They sell them in a number of different forms. Yeah. Um, omega threes are a great supplement for for literally like cognitive benefits uh mm-hmm. joints um loads of things actually but like bigger. yeah joints in the sense that like your joints could be hurting because your posture is not Shit, great yeah um so yeah so like <laughs> and omega-3 is not going to change your shoulders no, being super rounded yeah, like but... if you've got knee pain then that's probably it's not going to go away from just taking fish oils absolutely no, no way in fact that would be like a mechanical issue it's a gait issue yeah, there's there's so many things you've got to see something. Okay, well, I'm going to take this to make it better mm. because it says it on the packet. Mm. Again, you know, posture's not going to change with a tablet. Yeah, yeah, that comes down to hard work and adjusting, yeah, obviously, how you move. But omega-3s are another thing that if you're not really, a, you know, there's so many people I know that don't like fish, mm. not interested in the slightest. It yeah. is one of the only sources of omega-3s in the sense of, like, you know, higher quality or quantities of it so Mm. i would say that if you're not getting that in and you're not sort of a fan of a salmon or a mackerel Mm. or whatever then a a, a vinegar three every day is is a beneficial you can get it in a number of forms you go liquid you could go tablets 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 is always better liquid form is like mm, not nice like brands (laughs) and stuff like that also it's going to vary especially with fish oils like some brands are not great some brands are really good yeah you've also got um, to see it as an expense thing there's a lot of brands that are very very expensive for mm. for vitamins okay and normally actually if you weigh it up some of them are probably a little bit too overpriced yeah. but if you pick the cheapest option mm. vitamins mm. you'll realize they're either combined with something else yes. in a sense where like oh what's the one that they combine with omega i can't remember something 
some anyway they normally combine it together which technically means that it's lower quality yeah. this, so you and then they'll say on the packet you need to take three or four when mm. the other one could mm. just say one and it might be that bit more expensive but the quality is actually better yeah. now this is not for everything don't get me wrong just because it's more expensive doesn't mean it's necessarily better yeah. but on average i do notice it a lot more going back to you know like the supplement farmers you know stores that sell all of these mm, things mm. you know they will tell you to you know buy a cheaper option but actually yeah. if you look on the back of the packet you still need to take three or four or five yeah, to actually get the daily amount when you could just take one yeah. and waste less and always always be under the assumption when it comes to supplements and their own recommendation recommended doses the whole aim behind those recommended doses is t for you to finish the product quicker so that you can then yeah. rebuy it so always remember so that there are them. certain things where we're like okay you should probably take more depending on what it is if it's a vitamin but then generally what we've had especially in the last like couple of weeks when we've had clients uh feedback to us on their weekly check-ins uh should i be taking the recommended dose of x and generally the answer is no you should be taking one scoop instead of three scoops yeah well, why would they advise me to take three because if you take three scoops a day you're buying you're rebuying the same product every fortnight yeah if you're taking one scoop a day you're buying the product every six weeks so there's as we said there's always financial profit in yeah nobody's generally especially when it comes like they're offering you a service in in terms of a supplement but under the guise that if they can cut costs at any point to make more money, they will. If they get you to consume the product more so that you buy it more, they will. Yeah. And they will say crazy things to you like fat You take this and you'll lose seven pounds and all this nonsense. They're not out for your best interest in like they're trying to, they're trying to market to you. They're trying to get a sale and it, coincidentally may or may not happen that they give you a decent enough product to yeah. actually change. I mean, there are some very, very good supplement brands out there, like vitamin ones. Like yeah, if we were no, to go are. off of like vitamins, I would we're say... We're talking something. like one, two, three brands out of thousands. Yeah, so. I'd say the top ones in the UK would probably be something like Lambert's, Solgar, like in the sense of their quality of products. Yeah. But there's also a lot of things where you just got to make sure the back of the packet adds up. You know, yeah. you know those ones are... Lambert's is slightly more affordable, but something like Solgar is fucking expensive. expensive. If you're walking, you're like, what the fuck? Like, Genuinely, yeah, but like, are you buying? Do you know what I mean? Is Sargar being manufactured in the same place as Lambert in China in the same factory using the same drug? We don't know. And you're potentially buying a label. That's a for brand? a conspiracy for another day. Who um, knows? But wow. in the sense of the quality and the people that have done the research to produce these things, they seem to match up more sure. than a lot of people. Say, for yeah. example, you get a lot of brands, uh, supplements, fitness brands, shall we say, that sell vitamins on there. Yes. And statistic, those are not. Yeah. They're it's okay. A very it's... low Because no, nobody from the general population is going to take their vitamin D tablet to an independent lab to get it analyzed to see if there's enough. Well, saying that, we know people that have taken products yeah, to labs have. to actually get broken down and have been oh, eye-opened yeah. oh, yeah. with how much like, they've lied. So, you know, they've, you know, one of the biggest things we could say actually is kind of like a supplement is yeah. like protein cookies, yeah. protein bars, all of this. And they took them to the lab yeah. and they broke it down and it was 
eye-opening. Yeah. It was the complete opposite of what they sold. Like, there and was, it wasn't. There was. I used to train a gentleman from from Amazon who was very very high up in Amazon, and he obviously had a very uh, keen interest on sports and nutrition and nutrition in general. And because Amazon were wholesaling and selling supplements, they took their own pro. They took the ten best uh, protein powders in the UK for independent testing and had them tested to see if the label matched the ingredients and vice versa and only two supplements passed brands yeah. he could he wouldn't I mean, tell me that's... he wasn't allowed to tell me i know which ones they were because i eventually got out of them <laughs> I fucking but found out. <laughs> that, and that's the sad reality of it it's like it's just at the end of the day it is business yeah, like, and as we said in a number of different podcasts, you know, one of the most manufactured and marketed words right now is protein. And there's so many products which yeah. say that they've got all of this stuff in it and they actually do not. And yeah. it's the same with, like, calorie amounts on foods. Like, statistically, by law, you are allowed to have plus or minus, like, 20% off of what actually the calorie amount is in, in foods. Yeah. And so when you add up the macros in the back of a packet, if you know how to do that to equal yeah. a calorie amount, you'll realise that they're actually higher yeah. because they be, ha- they're they allowed yeah, they, that... They ex- exclude things like dietary fibre. yeah, and then that... that still contains so what i'm saying is that don't ever think that because it says it on the packet that it genuinely is that and always just look as we always say like i feel like we've stopped reading this shit but you should read the back of packets especially if it's a convenience look at the ingredients as well like i know they can be quite confusing and they use a lot of e-numbers and i think e-numbers is dying down slightly unless you want to have your percy well they just change it they just change it yeah they change it to something where like likely is you don't know any of all of these chemicals and stuff and that's fine yeah. but just be aware that like just because it says it might have it in doesn't yeah. mean it does and actually going off of that a lot of people um who do need extra supplementation um a lot of them will take a as we said a combo supplement which is like a multivitamin is great but if you're mm. in dire need of or you're deficient in something like vitamin d vitamin c b12 all of these then doing one tablet and a combined one will not give you no. the amount of um, I use or um, quantity that you do Mm, need. So, you know, again, I think what's important to understand is the fact that none of these things, you know, are a quick fix. Are a quick fix. You've also got things, you know, I'm just going to end with this because like magnesium, that's a very highly spoken about supplement. Magnesium for sports performance and recovery was something that was always brought up, you know, have an Epsom salt bath because of the magnesium flakes and all of this. And there is proven um, science behind that. You know, again, magnesium is not going to solve everything. Yeah, you know? if your volume and frequency on your exercise selections crazy and you're doing like German volume training, 10 sets of 10 back squats and you're working at a high RPE to the point where you almost die, then a magnesium salt bath is probably not going to help you. Yeah, but I'm also not talking about salt bath. I'm talking about there's loads of different variations of magnesium. There's so many variations of magnesium. There's powders, there's tablets, there's different variations. And there's also different types of magnesium. Yes, that's what I mean. So you've got like citrate, like glyce, all of these ones, they all have different forms and purposes. A lot of this also magnesium for like sleep, magnesium for hormone, you know, menstrual cycles. And, you know, there are 
there are proven and and studies behind magnesium being beneficial again yes there are studies but when you get when you scroll all the way down to the conclusion of the study it normally it says, says that we need to do more studies <laughs> so what generally people in the in the fitness industry will do will take the the introduction or a couple of statements based off uh, a study and be like okay there you go like this does this this does this and actually you've always got to weigh it up for many different and yeah. this is why you know they always say like when you go and purchase something expensive like go and get weigh up three different options and then like purchase yeah. the one you think but it's the same thing with studies you shouldn't just read one and assume yeah, that that's need, exactly and then apply some level of experience to it because you need some real world testing and stress testing and and seeing yeah okay we've like we've we've highlighted before we've physically with our own two eyeballs seen people yeah. progress and regress off certain supplementation yeah i think you know it's one of these things like we'll i think we'll end this with the fact that no supplement is essential. I would say out of everything we have spoken mm -hmm. about, if you're going to take one thing every day and you live in the UK, it would be vitamin D. Yeah. I think vitamin D is one where actually we should potentially see it as essential yeah, for those on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it should be mandatory for people um, that live in Northern Hemisphere. If but. you're being sold a discount code, they have a financial reason yeah, behind that. Yeah, they're not here to help you, guys. Whether or not they are, and they are just linked to a brand or whatever. Yeah, no, okay, I take that back. There are some back people who are selling for because a reason. I'm not I'm not gonna lie if we were if we had worked with a really good company and we knew for a fact that their the supplements were of high quality and so on and so forth would we back them yes well we've course. just mentioned supplement needs because technically yeah. we back them with for what they've created yeah. as a we brand. don't get financially reimbursed no we don't but I think if you're if you're seeing a, a discount code on something specifically about supplements please just be aware we're gonna. I think we're gonna summarize this with one. BCAAs, please, just the fucking life of God, just stop yeah. taking them. Yeah. Like we, you don't need them. It's not something that you know. As we said, we've we've brought up the pros and cons of those things. Mm. If we could eradicate one thing, yeah. it would be that. All you're doing is just <laughs> buying another Chanel handbag for another blue tick. Okay, I'm not being funny though, but or, I take the Chanel uh, handbag over a BC. <laughs> or a Range Rover. <laughs> a Range Rover on finance. Like, literally, yeah. it's the same. You know, um, yeah, I think, you know, you're just, you are fueling somebody's pocket, especially yeah. if they look good and they're promoting a supplement. Yeah. Just please remember, it's not essential for you to take. If you're going to take one thing that we're going to go back to, like we've mm. probably gone back to every 10 minutes in this yeah. podcast, please address your self-care habits yeah. before you think about putting any enough. supplement in your body. There is going to be no slash fuck You'll all see change. so much more progress from sleeping better, eating uh, fruit and vegetables, yeah. ex moving your body on a regular basis, then, you know, some... So your a miracle tablet, supplement yeah. that's going to make you shred fat and shred this and shred that and just if it comes in a bottle it's not going to let make you lose weight yeah. like you know we always say this habits habits over fads habits over fads so if we could summarize that um today we hope you enjoyed our little bit of an yeah. overview of supplements and a number of different other things. Um, we will wrap up today um, and we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. We'll be back soon and we will, yeah, speak to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye.